Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Genesis chapter 41. When two full years had passed, Pharaoh had a dream. He was standing by the Nile when out of the river there came up seven cows, sleek and fat, and they grazed among the reeds. After them, seven other cows, ugly and gaunt, came up out of the Nile and stood beside those on the riverbank. And the cows that were ugly and gaunt ate up the seven sleek, fat cows. Then Pharaoh woke up. He fell asleep again, and he had a second dream. Seven heads of grain, healthy and good, were growing on a single stalk. After them, seven other heads of grain sprouted, thin and scorched by the east wind. The thin heads of grain swallowed up the seven healthy full heads. Then Pharaoh woke up. It had been a dream. In the morning, his mind was troubled, so he sent for all of the magicians and wise men of Egypt. Pharaoh told them his dreams, but no one could interpret them for him. Then the chief cupbearer said to Pharaoh, Today I am reminded of my shortcomings. Pharaoh was once angry with his servants, and he imprisoned me and the chief baker in the house of the captain of the guard. Each of us had a dream the same night, and each dream had a meaning of its own. Now a young Hebrew was there with us, a servant of the captain of the guard. We told him our dreams, and he interpreted them for us, giving each man the interpretation of his dream. And things turned out exactly as he interpreted them to us. I was restored to my position, and the other man was impaled. So Pharaoh sent for Joseph, and he was quickly brought out from the dungeon. When he had shaved and changed his clothes, he came before Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream, and no one can interpret it. But I have heard it said of you that when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. I cannot do it, Joseph said to Pharaoh, but God will give Pharaoh the answer he desires. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, In my dream, I was standing on the bank of the Nile, when out of the river there came up seven cows, fat and sleek, and they grazed among the reeds. After them, seven other cows came up, scrawny and very ugly and lean. I had never seen such ugly cows in all the land of Egypt. The lean, ugly cows ate up the seven fat cows that came up first. But even after they ate them, no one could tell that they had done so. They looked just as ugly as before. Then I woke up. In my dream, I saw seven heads of grain, full and good, growing on a single stalk. After them, seven other heads sprouted, withered and thin and scorched by the east wind. The thin heads of grain swallowed up the seven good heads. I told this to the magicians, but none of them could explain it to me. Then Joseph said to Pharaoh, The dreams of Pharaoh are one and the same. God has revealed to Pharaoh what he's about to do. The seven good cows are seven years. And the seven good heads of grain are seven years. It is one and the same dream. The seven lean, ugly cows that came up afterward are seven years. And so are the seven worthless heads of grain scorched by the east wind. They are seven years of famine. It is just as I said to Pharaoh, God has shown Pharaoh what he's about to do. Seven years of great abundance are coming throughout the land of Egypt, but seven years of famine will follow them. 
Then all the abundance in Egypt will be forgotten, and the famine will ravage the land. The abundance in the land will not be remembered, because the famine that follows it will be so severe. The reason the dream was given to Pharaoh in two forms is that the matter has been firmly decided by God, and God will do it soon. And now let Pharaoh look for a discerning and wise man and put him in charge of the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh appoint commissioners over the land to take a fifth of the harvest of Egypt during the seven years of abundance. They should collect all of the food of these good years that are coming and store up the grain under the authority of Pharaoh to be kept in cities for food. This food should be held in reserve for the country to be used during the seven years of famine that will come upon Egypt, so that the country may not be ruined by the famine. The plan seemed good to Pharaoh and to all of his officials. So Pharaoh asked them, Can we find anyone like this man in whom is the Spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has made all of this known to you, there is no one so discerning and wise as you. You shall be in charge of my palace, and all of my people are to submit to your orders. Only with respect to the throne will I be greater than you. So Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the whole land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring from his finger and put it on Joseph's finger. He dressed him in robes of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. He had him ride in a chariot as his second in command, and people shouted before him, Make way! Thus he put him in charge of the whole land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh, but without your word, no one will lift a hand or foot in all of Egypt. Pharaoh gave Joseph the name zaphpaneth Pinah, and gave Ashnath, the daughter of Potipera, the priest of On, to be his wife. And Joseph went throughout the land of Egypt. Joseph was 30 years old when he entered the service of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from Pharaoh's presence and traveled throughout Egypt. During the seven years of abundance, the land produced plentifully. Joseph collected all of the food produced in those seven years of abundance in Egypt and stored it in the cities. In each city, he put the food grown in the fields surrounding it. Joseph stored up huge quantities of grain, like the sand of the sea. It was so much that he stopped keeping records because it was beyond measure. Before the years of famine came, two sons were born to Joseph by Asenath, the daughter of Potipara, the priest of On. Joseph named his firstborn son Manasseh and said, It is because God has made me forget all of my trouble and all of my father's household. The second son he named Ephraim, and he said, It is because God has made me fruitful in the land of my suffering. The seven years of abundance in Egypt came to an end, and the seven years of famine began, just as Joseph had said. There was famine in all the other lands, but in the whole land of Egypt there was food. When all Egypt began to feel the famine, the people cried out to Pharaoh for food. Then Pharaoh told all the Egyptians, Go to Joseph and do whatever he tells you. When the famine had spread over the whole country, Joseph opened all the storehouses and sold grain to the Egyptians, for the famine was severe throughout Egypt. And all the world came to Egypt to buy grain from Joseph, because the famine was severe everywhere. So two years after Joseph had the uh, dream interpretation for the butler and the baker, he's in jail still, and the cupbearer, 
suddenly remembers when Pharaoh needs a dream interpreter, he remembers that Joseph had accurately interpreted his dreams. So Pharaoh had these two dreams, amazing dreams of the first one was seven fat cows and seven skinny cows that ate the fat cows. And then the second dream was, um, you know, seven fat heads of grain and then seven skinny heads of grain that ate the fat heads of grain. These two dreams troubled him. He was looking for an interpreter. And and so in verse 14, Pharaoh sent for Joseph and he was quickly brought from the dungeon. When he had shaved and changed his clothes, he came before Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream. Nobody can interpret it. But I've heard it said, when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. And Joseph wisely replied to Pharaoh, I can't do it. But God will give Pharaoh the answer. And so remember, one of our dream principles that we have already taken from the life of Joseph is that interpretations belong to God. And so Joseph affirmed this principle to Pharaoh. He said, God is able to do it. I can't interpret it in myself, but the God I serve can interpret it, and he'll, he'll share that interpretation with me. And so Joseph gives a 14-year forecast, a weather forecast, if you will, that Pharaoh has dreamed about the next 14 years, that seven years of plenty are about to ensue, and there'll be a lot of excess food produced, and then there'll be seven years of famine that followed the first seven years, and all of the abundance will be forgotten. And so um, he tells, in the process of explaining to Pharaoh what's going on, He said, this has been firmly decided. He says, the reason the dream was given to Pharaoh in two different forms is that the matter has been firmly decided by God, and God will do it soon. And so this forecast of the 14 years, seven good years followed by seven bad years, it is doubly sure according to the principle Joseph laid out, because God gave the dream in two different forms, one about fat cows and skinny cows, and one about heads of fat grain and heads of skinny grain. They were uh, the same dream with different images. But the dream principle, a dream doubled means it's firmly established by God. This thing is not going to change. And so Joseph gives his advice to Pharaoh that he should find somebody that's wise to set aside the excess for the next seven years and be prepared for the seven years of famine. And Pharaoh makes this statement in verse 38. He says, Pharaoh says, can we find anyone like this man in whom is the Spirit of God? So Pharaoh recognized that the God, the Holy Spirit, had given Joseph not only the interpretation of his dreams, but wisdom for what to do about him. And in an amazing turn of events from years in slavery and prison, Joseph is made the second in command of all Egypt. Pharaoh says to Joseph, since God has made all of this known to you, there is no one so wise and discerning as you. You shall be in charge of my palace and all my people are to submit to your orders. Only with respect to the throne will I be greater than you. So Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the the whole land of Egypt. Now remember Joseph's dreams that he was going to become a ruler and his family was going to bow down to him. That hasn't happened yet, the bow down part. But here, Joseph is made the second most powerful man in Egypt. And in the course of the the famine, Egypt is going to become the most powerful country among all the surrounding nations because they have food. Pharaoh put tremendous emphasis and faith and credibility in Joseph's interpretation. The Holy Spirit must have impressed on him that what Joseph predicted and prophesied was true. 
that there was going to be this 14-year cycle. So Pharaoh makes Joseph in charge. Now imagine if this thing hadn't come to pass like Joseph had predicted. But of course, things do happen just as Joseph predicted. Now, while the years of plenty are going on, Joseph takes an Egyptian wife. And so um, this Egyptian wife bears him two sons. Joseph has the two sons, and they are Manasseh and Ephraim, which were half Egyptian, and they're later to become sons of Jacob. So they're considered tribes of Israel, the tribe of Manasseh and the tribe of Ephraim. I'll explain all that later. But Joseph's two sons, born in Egypt, were half Egyptian, half of the seed of Joseph, or Jewish. And so they were somewhat unique, but Manasseh and Ephraim are born to Joseph's Egyptian wife in him. Joseph was 30 years old when he began to serve. We read in verse 46, Joseph was 30 years old when he entered the service of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. And so this 30 years old, remember I said previously that in many elements of Joseph's life, prophetically, he kind of foreshadows elements of Jesus' life. And so in this instance, Joseph entered into his ministry or his service to Pharaoh when he's 30. Jesus began to minister publicly when he was about 30. So once again, there's a parallel between the lives of these two. And everything happened, of course, just as Joseph had predicted that it would. In verse 53, we read, The seven years of abundance in Egypt came to an end, and the seven years of famine began, just as Joseph had said. There was famine in all the other lands, but in the whole land of Egypt there was food. Now this famine in all other lands would affect Jacob and Joseph's brothers. Because all the world came to Egypt to buy grain from Joseph, and the famine was severe everywhere. And so pretty soon, this famine's going to touch Jacob and his descendants. Jacob, you'll recall, doesn't know that Joseph is still alive, but the Lord is in the process of exalting faithful Joseph. And so, Lord, we thank you for the life of Joseph. Although things looked very promising at first, and he received a word saying what a glorious future he had. He went through a very terrible period of time, uh, years, 13, 14 years of slavery and jail before he was raised up and raised to the position that you had promised. Lord, many people are sitting on promises that have not yet come to pass, myself included. Lord, may we be faithful to follow you and serve you while we wait for the word of the Lord to be accomplished in our lives. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.